Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is, it's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Network. You already know what it is. I am your host. I am the shepherd of the stats over beat cipher, and we got another great Fantasy Freestyle for you today. All right, there's a lot of stuff going on, okay? Last week, since we have last spoken, there was week three of the preseason, the dress rehearsal as it were okay so i am going to give you all the news and notes you need all the kind of takeaways from the third week of the preseason we're also going to unfortunately have to talk about some of the injuries that took place and who i believe may be next man up in some of them okay i got a question from a listener the other day asking about best ball targets as well my man des out there on twitter asked me about best ball targets so we are going to talk about that on this edition of the fantasy freestyle okay and like i said and as always we're gonna put the fun in functional sports radio a little bit later on in the show with my man danny auto down there from the fantasy pit of misery dilly dilly to everybody i'm already in the chat room i already got people with the stats over beat cypher getting down jeremy mcmahon dilly dilly to you listen henry or hogan in the flex week one these are the questions that we're asking about i'll tell you right now for me it's still chris hogan especially with no julian edelman and i really like Dion lewis in tennessee i think he's gonna be a problem uh down there in Tennessee as it relates to, uh, you know, the Derrick Henry touches and opportunity. We'll be monitoring the chats. My man Lance Davis knows how we put the fun in functional sports radio, so we're going to get into that. My man Danny's going to let us know all those questions, and I'll get at you with them later on in the show. What we also have, though, first of all, we got a poll question that I want to touch base on right now. The question is, which Jaguars wide receiver will lead the team in receiving this year? Who is the best fantasy football option as a pass catcher for the Jacksonville Jaguars? And that is a question because Marquise Lee has been gone and is going to IR, okay? That knee injury that took place in, um, you know, in the game in week three, and it's caused a little bit of controversy, and here's why. The thing is, if you see the defender going, he's going low. The defenders are now going to have to lower their strike zone. They're not allowed to hit you in the head. They're not allowed to hit you up high, so they're going to start aiming lower. They can't even hit you in the chest or in the stomach because they're worried about offensive players like lowering their helmet and it's still getting called on the defender. 
Okay, so you got to have the strike zone, the target area for defenders below. And you know what's going to happen? Guys are going to get their MF knees blown out all season long. I'm telling you right now, there is going to be an increase in ACLs this year because the defenders can't go high. So they're going to go low. And that is what befell uh, Marquise Lee in Jacksonville. So my question for you is this. Who is now the number one target in Jacksonville? Is it Dante Moncrief? Yaman. Yaman Kreef. Is it Keelan Cole who came on at the end of last year? Is it Didi Westbrook who's been something of a forgotten man? Does he now get to be right back as one of those starters? Or is it the rookie DJ Chark out of LSU who some people are high on? I think personally he's a fugazi. You need to forget about him. The other thing I'd say as it relates to this. I think someone who could be in line for a little bit of a boost and I would move him up my rankings is the Rastafari, Austin, Safari, and Jenkins. If you remember, they spent money on this tight end in the offseason, and, you know, it's not like they want Blake Bortles throwing the ball downfield much anyway, so maybe he reverts to his security blanket a little bit more. I like Austin, Safari, and Jenkins as a little bit of a bump to be a real solid tight end, too, for your fantasy teams this year as a bye week fill-in. There's also someone asked me on Twitter, what about Dez? Is this a landing spot for Dez? I don't think so. And here's why. For me, it's because the Jaguars, listen, they want to run the ball 65% of the time anyway, right? There, there's times when they've literally said that they want Blake Bortles throwing the ball like 10 times or less. The Jaguars won games last year with Blake Bortles completing less than 10 passes, okay? So it's not like all of a sudden there's going to be production to go around in the Jaguars passing game, all right? I like Austin Safarian Jenkins. For me, it would be Dante Moncrief as the guy who steps up and shows out in Marquise Lee's stead. That, unfortunately, is not the only injury to discuss since we spoke last. Giants tight end Evan Ingram was concussed. He was in the concussion protocol. He seems to be all right. This doesn't seem to be a long-term thing. But the question is, you know Odell gets his in New York. He got his. Uh, figuratively and literally, uh, Odell signed a five-year, $95 million uh, extension, $65 million of which is guaranteed. Uh, so props to him. And you know Odell is going to get paid. You know Odell is going to get his. You know Saquon's going to get his. For me, it really comes down to Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. One of these two guys is really going to sacrifice from what they had last year, and one of these two guys is really going to underwhelm and underperform their ADP, in my opinion. My money is that it's on Ingram, but I could see people thinking that it might be Sterling Shepard. There's just not enough to go around in New York now with Saquon and Odell there as well. They may become one of those good old fantasy herds. Another tight end in the news today in Baltimore, Ravens tight end Hayden Hurst, the first-round pick. All right, out of South Carolina, he is out with a toe injury. He's going to miss the next three to four weeks. Okay, so that goes into the regular season. So we got to talk about other options there. In, in Baltimore, it's going to be Crabtree. All right, it's going to be Willie Sneed, and it's going to be John Brown as the wide receivers. I'm still not on these tight ends, but don't get it twisted. Think about a guy like Kenneth Dixon out of the backfield as well in there for Baltimore. I always say you don't want these rookie tight ends anyway. Now another reason to stay away from Hayden Hurst and those Baltimore Ravens tight ends. All right, um, more injury news. Listen, up there in Seattle, okay, a couple of things. We're hearing that Doug Baldwin... He's working his way back. He's going to be okay for week one. But they're now saying that this is something he's going to have to manage all season long. Baldwin himself puts himself at 85%, and he's just going to grin and bear it. Here's the thing. Baldwin was already on the side of 30. 
Baldwin was ready entering, I believe, his ninth NFL season. It might be his eighth. Um, and he's the only option there, really, anyway, in the passing game, unless you believe in Tyler Lockett. I believe he's a nice piece, but not something dependable. Similar with Brandon Marshall. Similar with any of their running backs out of the backfield. Similar with, like, if you believe in Ed Vanette or someone that's out there. Baldwin's still going to be that dude for Russell Wilson. The question is, can he manage it? He's going to grit it out. So you want to keep an eye out on that. Someone who is not going to be gritting it out is linebacker K.J. Wright. K.J. Wright had a knee procedure yesterday, okay? It's going to be real hard, in my opinion, for him to make week one. Okay, so look over at mybookie.ag, and you see the Seattle Seahawks are in Denver to take on the Broncos. That is a tough non-conference road game to start anyway. Now we know they might not have Earl Thomas because his, his holdout. You know Sherman is gone. You know Chancellor is retired. They've lost Michael Bennett. They, you know, there's a lot of pieces missing from that Seattle defense, and a lot of people are just saying, it's okay, they have Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright still in the middle of that linebacking core. Now they don't have K.J. Wright either. It's going to be Shaq Griffin, okay, the one-armed uh, rookie out of Central Florida that is in line to start behind K.J. Wright. So great news for him. The Griffin brothers may both be in the starting lineup for the Seahawks in the first week of the season, but I think this is a problem for the Seattle Seahawks. I like Denver in that game over on mybookie.ag. And listen, stay away from the Seattle defense, okay? They are not what you thought they were based on kind of the name recognition, okay? I'm going to be doing my defensive diamonds in the rough and fugazis on Thursday's show of Fantasy Freestyle. So make sure you keep it locked for that. If you want to chime into the show, though, there's a lot of ways you can do it, all right? You can hit me up on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. What you could do is you could be in the chat room right now, okay? We got a lot of people. Um, yeah, someone, first of all, right now, um, Henry Henderson is asking about Trey Burton. Burton is not a sleeper anymore, okay? People are not sleeping on Trey Burton, all right? People are investing in Trey Burton. The Bears invested four years, $32 million in Trey Burton. He's going to play that Travis Kelsey role in the Matt Nagy, Kansas City, Philadelphia season. I love Trey Burton. For me, Trey Burton is a my tight end eight, okay? You're going to have to spend to get him. So I agree with the people out there, Lance Davis and all, telling you that uh, he is not a sleeper. People know about him. Um, under the radar... You know, there's Ricky Seals-Jones. I talked about Austin Safari and Jenkins. I, you know, don't get it twisted. Think about um, Vance McDonald in the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay? When he was healthy with Big Ben in the playoffs, he had a 7-for-110 game. That's the kind of uh, guy that might be a sleeper for you if you believe in the Pittsburgh offense, Vance McDonald. Remember, they've been trying to um, replace Heath Miller as that tight end for Big Ben for a long, long time. I think he could be someone helping to do it, uh, but Burton you're going to have to spend up for, okay? I like what the people are saying there in terms of Ricky Seals-Jones and some others uh, for the number one pick. I personally have Lev Bell over David Johnson or Todd Gurley. That's uh, to Guru Fan. I'm big, on, um, I'm big on Lev Bell. He's still my number one, all right? He's still my number one. All right, in any event, Let's keep it moving here with the news and the notes that I have been giving you. What I wanted to mention also in Buffalo, they haven't declared their starting quarterback just yet. All right. McDermott out there is like, remember, A.J. McCarron has the injury with the shoulder still. They thought Josh Allen was going to be that dude. They let Josh Allen start the third preseason game. Josh Allen got brutalized, okay? And a lot of it is because of that offensive line that he's in front of. I don't know if they want to subject the young rookie prize kid to that kind of uh, punishment. I'm reminded of uh, 
Derek Carr. Was it David Carr? David Carr. The, the older one who played for the Houston Texans got sacked something like 55 times in his rookie season and then got skittish in the pocket. They don't want that for Josh Allen. I think it could be Nate Peterman. And uh, for that reason, I'm big on the Baltimore Ravens as a week one play and as a week one defensive DFS play against the Bills. Remember, Peterman had five picks in his lone start for them last year in one half against the Chargers before they went back to Terod Taylor. All right, um, news today, and I brought this up. I brought this up last week. That's why you got to listen to Fantasy Freestyle. Your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, keeps you ahead of the curve so you can win your leagues and win that cash. Everybody in the cypher knows this. I was talking about Alshon Jeffrey last week, and I said that there the news was not good on him. I say bump up Zach Ertz. I said bump up Nelson Aguilar, and I said keep an eye on Mike Wallace. Now, news comes out today that Alshon Jeffrey is now set to miss at least two games in his return from the shoulder procedure that he had in the offseason. Alshon Jeffrey has notoriously had soft tissue injuries for a long, long time. All right, So I'm worried about this Alshon Jeffrey nonsense. I'm worried about the Eagles. Not long term, but Alshon banged up. Jay Ajayi hasn't practiced in over a week because of a knee condition. Carson Wentz doesn't look like he'll make the opener either. All right? So give me Atlanta plus four is what it looks like in that season opener. I know there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm in the building in Philly as they raise a banner, but they're going to be on backup quarterback, backup running back, backup wide receiver. Um, And a lot of people think Matt Ryan is in primed and in position for a bounce back year you can count me among them i kind of like what the falcons are doing more news and notes Devontae parker is not still yet clear to catch a football oh that was the reason because he wasn't catching footballs anyway i think this is a problem now for the miami dolphins to me this all goes to Kenny Stills. I have Kenny Stills in a DFS week one lineup that I'm tinkering with right now. Kenny Stills is the number one wide receiver, in my opinion, for the Miami Dolphins. And you can get Kenny Stills in the eighth, ninth round. He is a value at that point. He will lead the Dolphins in receiving. You can mark it down, stats over beat cipher. Kenny Stills will lead the Dolphins in receiving. You can get him in the eighth round. A, knock, a nice guy to target a little bit later on, if you go running back heavy early on, if you have a Julian Edelman or something like that, and you need another wide out down later in the uh, draft, if you were saddled early in a draft with an Alshon Jeffrey or a Marquise Lee, Kenny Stills is a name you need to know. Those guys that are still not cleared, someone who came back to practice today, um, early this week, was Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, New England Patriots running back, coming back from that knee procedure he had a couple of weeks ago. Looks like he's trending to be able to suit up week one. He is high um, in the minds of the Patriots running back coach. They like him a lot. The organization, remember, invested a first-round draft pick on Sony Michelle. I think that tells you all you need to know about how Bill Belichick feels about this. Sony Michelle, by you know the middle of the season, could be a workhorse back for the Patriots. Let me say that again. Sony Michelle. Could be a workhorse back for the Patriots. Rex Burkhead is dealing with a slight tear in his knee. Mike Gillisley and Jeremy Hill are splitting goal line 
work if whichever one makes the roster. Brandon Bolden is a special teamer. James White is the pass catching back. Sony Michelle is going to be this early down back, and if he's healthy and in the mix, it could happen sooner rather than later. Last thing I want to mention here. Uh, There was a trade in the NFL, and there's not usually trades much in the NFL. Ryan Switzer was traded from the Cowboys to the Steelers. I don't think this rates much in anything unless you have things like return yards, special teams kind of stuff. He's going to be a return man. A.B. is the one. Juju is the two. James Washington is the three. Lev Bell is getting targets. I think Vance McDonald's getting targets as well. Switzer does not have a home in the offense, but if you need something on special teams, he is a guy there, and he's going to be there for Pittsburgh, I think, taking the burden off of Antonio Brown, off of Juju Smith-Schuster, so they can focus on the offense. Last piece of news, um, Andrew Luck apparently got banged up in their third preseason game. It's not his shoulder, but his foot. Okay, so keep an eye out on that. Andrew Luck is one of the guys who gets some production there in their rushing game. Not going to be the case right now. They say it's a minor thing, something to keep your eye on if you drafted and you are up all night to get lucky. We are often running on the Fantasy Freestyle. Remember, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up in the chat room. We're going to answer some of your questions. And like I said, when we come back, I'm going to do some best ball targets because my man Dez out there on Twitter wants to know who I like at different best ball targets for different positions. And what I take away from preseason week three, we also answer some of your questions from the chat room props to the stats over beat cypher dilly dilly to all y'all we're coming right back it's the spitting statistician right here you know what it is my friends it's fantasy freestyle right here on the fantasy sports radio network hit me up on the chat i got you From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Don't sweat the technique. You know what it is here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. First of all, yo, big shout out to the Cypher. Okay, nobody, nobody supports their show more than the Stats Overbeat Cypher in the Fantasy Freestyle. Okay, big shout out to my man Lance Davis telling everybody, hit that like button, okay? It's right. Oh, I don't know. Where is it? Where is it, guys? It is right. Oh, right there. I think it's right there. I think it's right there. Go hit that button, okay? Lance Davis hitting me up, telling everybody how to be part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher. I also want to tell you guys, I've been saying it, um, I've been saying it before. Guys, as you know, and the Stats Over Beat Cypher knows, I try very hard to answer literally everybody's question that I get on Twitter. But I got to tell everybody, I'm starting to get bombarded, okay? And I can only do so much. I got a lot of things working. So the best way 
to get guaranteed answers for, to your questions from me is uh, over at Patreon, okay? Subscribe to me on Patreon. I prioritize those folks. I answer those questions fo- first. I guarantee responses if you subscribe to me on Patreon, okay? And hit me up there. If you then still hit me up on Twitter with a little stats over beats hashtag, I, I will respond to you. But it is very, very hard for me to get to everybody. That's why you got to tune in, be in the chat room, and hit me up, all right? But please, if you want my insights, Patreon is a place to go. I guarantee responses there for my subscribers everybody else i try to get to you but sometimes i get bombarded over the weekend and you know i got things to do also so let me get in some of these questions jeremy mc Mc, mcmahon who by the way is having a good old time he's 420 in it up over there says cole or hearns and watson or asj i don't know what that means but if it's watson as in deshaun watson then the answer is that period um taco is out there asking me Tariq cohen or chris carson if it's PPR, I like Tariq Cohen. If it's PPR, I like Tariq Cohen, okay? Um, I think he's going to be a PPR stud for you this year. Chris Carson, I like, but I do still think Rashad Penny, over time, when you need him in the fantasy playoffs, is going to be the starting running back in Seattle by November. Okay, so that's what gives me a little bit of cause for pause on Chris Carson. He's asking me also, Taco, you're asking me about Marquise Goodwin or Keelan Cole. Give me Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin was the number one wide receiver for Jimmy G, right? And just here's what it comes down to. I'm taking the San Francisco passing offense ahead of the Jacksonville passing offense, okay? I don't care if Marquise Lee is gone. And I said this at the top of the show. It is still Blake Bortles under center. And they want Blake Bortles completing 10 passes a game. I just don't think there's enough to go around, all right? So that's why I'm still not you know, targeting any of these Jacksonville wide receivers. Brown Hammer is asking Jonathan Williams or Sutton, which must be Cortland Sutton. For me, I'm not really high on any of them. Jonathan Williams, though, remember, when Ingram is back, I don't think he's going to do much of anything. So for that, give me Cortland Sutton. I like Cortland Sutton in dynasty formats as a Denver Broncos wide receiver. He's the wide receiver three right now. This is a guy with the skill set coming out of SMU. People liked him as one of the best wide receivers in the draft, okay? And I've said this before on this air with my man Scotty Angle on Roto Experts in the Morning. Uh, By the way, get that Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package. Enter promo code THEKING at checkout. Um... Both Demarius Thomas and Manny Sanders, I believe, are going to be free agents at the end of the year. So that means there's opportunity for Sutton next year to really be one of these starting wide receivers. I like Sutton over Williams. Williams, to me, is nothing, especially when um, Mark Henry gets back. D Gold 15 is asking Henry or Murray in standard. Um, for me, it's Derrick Henry. I can only assume Murray is Latavis Murray. And to me, Henry is the early down guy, although I like Deion Lewis. For Latin Murray, I think he's just a guy. I think they're going to try and make Dalvin Cook be a, uh, you know, a big-time big dude, shall we say, for the Minnesota Vikings. I believe Dalvin Cook is a late first, early second-round pick. So that means Murray... Um, as his handcuff or as his backup gets less opportunity than the timeshare that's a little more even in Tennessee. So give me Derrick Henry there, D. Gold. Jeremy McMahon is also asking, Sony or Beast Mode? That is interesting. For me, it depends on the format. In standard, give me Beast Mode because I like his touchdowns. I like his rushing yards. In PPR, I I think it's a toss-up. I think it's a toss-up. It can kind of go... Whichever way. Um, in standard, though, I do like beast mode. 
Uh, Jeremy also asking me, Rolls-Royce Freeman or Alex Collins? That is also very, very close. I have a very slight lean towards Alex Collins there, but I'm splitting hairs. I think they're both mid-to-back-end RB2s. Very slight lean to Alex Collins, although I love me some Royce the 5'9 Freeman out there as well. Thanks to everybody that's pounding the like button like my man Lance Davis is saying. Um, We're going to get back to your questions a little bit later on in the show. What I want to do right now, though, is I told you about some takeaways from the week three of the preseason. And I'm going to start with admitting something that I got wrong. I may be wrong on the Cincinnati Bengals. I told you that I thought it could unravel for Cincinnati. I told you that Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis were kind of on their way out, that they were like tied to the hip, that the message has gotten stale there. I'm back on them. And it's mostly because of that offensive line. That offensive line looks good. Andy Dalton looks good. John Ross was back, and he doesn't even have to be good. Remember how I say a lot of times a team is better for their real-life team than they are for fantasy? That's what John Ross is. He's going to take the top off the defense, okay? And he doesn't really even have to catch the ball. All he's got to do is take a deep safety with him. And that creates room for A.J. Green. I think you see right now Tyler Eifert is healthy, although I don't know how long that is going to last. They, someone was asking me about Joe Mixon on Twitter recently, and they think Joe Mixon can lead the AFC in rushing. They are going to force-feed Joe Mixon. Um, I like what they're doing, and mostly they improve that offensive line. So they are doing a little bit better than I thought. Um, on the flip side, though, I am very concerned about the Dallas offensive line, and about the Minnesota offensive line. We talked about it a little bit last week. Dallas offensive line has all-pro center Travis Frederick with some autoimmune disease. That's a problem. Zach Martin banged up. Lyle Collins banged up. That could be a problem. I think Zeke is still clearly a first-round talent, but I'm worried about that offensive line in Dallas, and I'm also worried about that offensive line in Minnesota. They have three of their starting five offensive linemen have been banged up already. They went out and made a trade for a center. They traded for Brent Jones. That's meaning to them that they are acknowledging that this is a problem. So those are two of my takeaways. Cincinnati on the good side, the Minnesota and Dallas offensive lines on the bad side. I want to tell you about a rookie, and it's not even an offensive one. I'm talking about Derwin James in Los Angeles with the Chargers. This kid is going to be a beast. They have confirmed that he is going to start for the Chargers in week one. This is a guy who picked off Drew Brees on like his third snap last week. This is a guy who I saw in Florida State be a pass rusher as well. He is that Swiss Army knife that can cover tight ends, play the back end, and support the run. He is a huge addition to this Los Angeles Chargers defense. One of the reasons, if you know speed, you know I have them going Pretty far this year in the AFC, and I love Derwin James to lead them. He has proven to be an absolute steal when they got him at number 17 overall in the draft. I also want to talk about one other guy, um, and it's Patty. That's my homes, yo. He's my homes, yo. Um, two weeks ago, we saw that incredible 70 yards in the air ball to Tyreek Hill. Right, And he's got Tyree Kill on one side. He's got Sammy Watkins as another burner on the other side. Last week, though, he didn't have any big-time 70-yard throws. But I still think he showed something. What he showed is that he can make reads. What he showed is that he can make decisions. What he showed is that he's okay throwing the ball short as well. 
I like Patty Mahomes' development. I am on Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes, I think, will finish as a top 10 quarterback this year. And you know what helps him? The fact that the Kansas City pass defense is trash. Blunt guts trash. That pass defense defecates the mattress, okay? So they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. Patty Mahomes is going to have to be a gunslinger in order to keep up with all the nonsense that that Chiefs defense is going to give up, okay? I'm seeing games in Arrowhead that are going to wind up 31-28, 34-30 this year, okay? We see some of those AFC West shootouts. Listen, they are going to be able to throw on the Chiefs, which means Patty Mahomes is going to have to sling it right back. I think he is primed to be a top 10 quarterback and one of those quarterbacks you can wait on along with Stafford and Rivers um, and Ben and Ryan and Luck in some scenarios and probably now Wentz with you know him still not being cleared, okay? Put Patty Mahomes in there for me. I am very high. I think he is a diamond in the rough, although a lot of people are on him right now. The last thing I want to mention about this, Listen, week three was supposed to be the dress rehearsal. But a lot of teams are now, you know, bucking conventional wisdom, shall we say. The Rams didn't play their starters. The Bears didn't play any of their starters. The Cowboys didn't really play their starters. You know, Dak didn't play. Zeke didn't play. Rams guys didn't play. The Bears guys didn't play. So it's interesting to me. What does that mean? Does that mean we're going to see these guys in... This week of the preseason? I don't think so. But what it does mean is that, you know, their their book is closed for the preseason, and hopefully that just means no more injuries for them, you know? And here's the other thing I want to say. Shout out to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Remember, check me out on Patreon. Please do. That's where I can guarantee my responses to you, okay? Subscribe to me on Patreon. I put all my shows there. You get behind-the-scenes coverage. You get stuff from, like, the drafts, the expert drafts that I was doing. Um, You know, I may have a cameo appearance later on this week on another Fantasy Sports Network show. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. So check for me there, and that's the one way I can guarantee answers to your questions on social media because listen i'm getting inundated and the unicorn is like you know speeds why are you spending an hour and a half responding to people on twitter i love my cypher but you know i gotta prioritize some folks you are probably the person i am prioritizing all right um yeah I like that. Gregory Castillo, Pat Mahomes, and Hill are Randall Cunningham and Moss 2.0. Yeah, he ain't going to outthrow. He ain't going to outrun any of Patty Mahomes' throws, okay? I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yep, feeling limped off the field today. They think it's not a big-time issue. Lance Davis, you know what it is, man. The unicorns. That's right. All right, um, let's keep it moving here. I got another question I wanted to address, and then I'm going to give you some best ball targets, all right? So the first thing I want to address is, Hit me up on, uh, someone hit me up on Twitter, JJ Brown. He is one of my Patreons, okay? So I'm going to answer him right away. He's getting a deal. He said um, he had a deal on the table where it was Allen Robinson and Carlos Hyde for Devontae Adams. I get a lot of questions like this, these kind of two-for-one deals, okay? So I wanted to say right now, in the two-for-one deals, generally speaking, I like the one player. I like the one stud. In fantasy football, what you need to do is accumulate guys that have the potential to win you your week, all right? And Devontae Adams is one of those guys. Unless you have some kind of injury concern and a, or a buy concern and you need to kind of stretch your talent out just for roster spots, 
Otherwise, generally speaking, when I get two-for-one trade questions on social media, on the phone lines, in the chat room, I'm a guy who leans towards the one player that's better than the two. Okay, that's what the guy is trying to do. He, the, the guy who's offering you this deal is looking for their one of their mid-level starters and like a bench guy for them because they're looking for the impact to just be there. You may not be starting both of these guys. In this case, it's Allen Robinson and Carlos Hyde. What is that going to mean for you? You're going to give up Devontae Adams to go down at wide receiver, down to Allen Robinson, and then grab Carlos Hyde? I would ask this guy, does he really need Carlos Hyde in a week-to-week basis? If you do, you've got other problems, my man, and that would be the situation, the injuries, the buys. But other than that, I like the one player in two-for-one deals. So, J.J. Brown, if you're out there, I responded to you, I think, on social media already. I'm on the Devontae Adams side of this trade for sure. And generally speaking, I'm on the one side of two-for-one trades. All right? So, check this out. Here's what we're going to do. On Thursday's show... What I'm going to do is I'm going to you know break down some of the drafts that I had last weekend. I was in the GST League, an expert league. I was in the Carton and Friends League here. We did our draft live on Sunday here. It was a special uh, fantasy frenzy. My man Corey Parsons, Scott Angle, Craig Carton, the, the, the closer, Ventra, Roto Frank from Best Friends Forever, myself. We had some of the producers in the building. We haven't had a listener that was here that had a team. So I appreciate everybody coming on out for that. I'll break down the team that I'm with, Mike Blewett. On representing fantasy sports today, and I'll break down also my Greenwich Street Tavern League, kind of give you a little bit of insight as to how I saw you know the draft coming to me. Let's say right because that's what you want to do. You got to let the draft come to you. Remember, we got a poll question up right now on Twitter as well. I'm asking you, you know, which Jaguars pass catcher do you think will lead the team in receiving? Although you know, I acknowledge this is not a big pie. Right. Remember, I tell you all the time, it's about how big is the pie and then how big of your is your slice within the pie. So some of these people that are asking me questions like Keenan Cole or Marquis Goodwin, you know, the San Francisco pie is so big. Relation to the Jacksonville one and Marquis Goodwin slice is the number one of it. That when you look at the smaller Jacksonville pie, even if you got a bigger slice, it's less pizza or it's less, you know, peach cobbler. Or it's less pecans. Whatever you think it needs to be. Whatever that pie actually is. It's less whipped cream. Even though I'm off whipped cream. Um, So that's why I say that. However, if you need to invest in the Jacksonville wide receivers, right now 45% of you are saying Keelan Cole. 38% are saying Didi Westbrook. 15% are saying Dante Moncrief. And 2% are saying DJ Chark. Listen, I agree with some of this. I think it's not DJ Chark. I think Dante Moncrief is interesting. He's the third choice here right now as per the votes on this poll. But I am intrigued by Dante Moncrief. He at least has a history of experience, you know, kind of in a uh, better passing offense when he was with Andrew Luck and the Colts. He has proven to be a red zone kind of target, whereas Cole and Westbrook are not necessarily those kinds of guys. So I like Dante Moncrief, and you can get him for free. I think he's a viable wide receiver five, something like that, okay? But I wouldn't look to be starting any of these guys including Marquise Lee, if he was healthy there. As I said before, I do think Austin Safarian Jenkins, the Rastafari, King Hali Selassie, everything Irie. I think he has a chance to get boosted up a little bit more because of that. I know some people in the chat room agree with me. All right. Is we're gonna do. We only have a couple of minutes. We're gonna go to a break in a hot second. When we come back, what we are going to do, I'm gonna give you those best ball targets real quick, and then I'm gonna bring in my man Danny Otto down from the fantasy pit of misery. 
dilly dilly to everybody. And we're going to, you know, we're going to talk a little bit. I got some interesting stories I want to bounce off of him. We got another Young Cause in the Effect Trap Game Maestro's rap remix as well from last year's season that I want to get us, you know, off and running with. Um, so a lot of stuff to do is we put the fun in functional sports radio. Also, we got to tell you guys, go on over to fantasyfactor.com. If you are tired of the big websites with their 50, 100 lineups, you know, in the same tournament, Check out Fantasy Factor. It is the only place for single entry, exclusively single entry tournaments. They're doing a million dollar survivor contest. That's a free roll. Check it out. I like playing there because the single entry, I can really stack up against the competition. I like that. Check it out. Go on over to fantasyfactor.com. Like I said, when we come back, I answer more questions from the Stats Over Beat Cypher. My Cypher holding me down on the stream today. We talk about some best ball targets. And then, like I said, we put the fun in functional sports content. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, and this is the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package, promo code FNTSY. want to know whose ADP is free falling. We come on into the right place. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the Spitting Statistician. We're talking about those guys who are free falling a little bit. Uh, not the usual genre of comeback music for the Fantasy Freestyle, but it's all good, okay? Because your boy Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, we could talk anything. Got another question over there in the chat room. Uh, D Gold is once again asking, what about Chris Godwin versus Mike Williams? for wide receiver three in standard. And I'm intrigued by Anunaga, who's talking about Mike Williams and saying everybody else, yo, wildin' because he's going to ball this year. I agree with Anunaga that Mike Williams is going to take a dramatic step forward this year, okay? I like him a lot as a second-year wide receiver out of Clemson. I think he is the guy who is going to soak up a lot of the red zone opportunity that was left with the Hunter Henry injury, okay? So I do like him a lot, okay? So I don't want to get a new upset at me. I like Williams a lot. I think he is a diamond in the rough. I will have shares of Mike Williams this year. I think he will outperform his current ADP by a lot. But my answer to this question is still Chris Godwin, okay? Because I'm also high on Chris Godwin, okay? I believe they've already talked about how Chris Godwin has leapfrogged Deshaun Jackson, right, in uh, Tampa Bay as the number two, 
right? Mike Williams is still competing with Terrell Williams and some other folks, okay? I also believe that the Chargers are more of a fantasy herd. If you listen to the show, you know about the fantasy herd, and I think the Chargers are one of those kind of teams where on any given week, it could be someone else. Travis Benjamin can step up and have a great game, right? Austin Eckler can step up and have a great game. Some weeks, it'll be Mike Williams, but then you gotta remember this Keenan Allen there as well, right? However, on the Tampa side, I think there's less mouths to feed, and I expect Chris Godwin to take a big step forward as the number two wide receiver for Tampa. And the last thing I'll say as a consideration on this, I think Tampa is going to be down in games a lot this year. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFC. I'm all over the under on their season win total. So for me, that means garbage time throwing the ball. The Chargers on the other side, I expect to be one of the better teams in the AFC. I have them winning the AFC West. So that means in the fourth quarter, more time than maybe running the ball, salting the ball away. I think game flow would flavor a pass catcher in Tampa over the pass catcher in Los Angeles with the Chargers, all things being equal. But Anu, I don't don't get mad at me. I do like uh, Mike Williams as well to take a step forward. What up, Siraj? What's up? What's up, Siraj? I see you out there. All right, so there are all the questions. My man Strong Style is out there. It is, in fact, Danny Otto's birthday week. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. But first, what I wanted to do is I wanted to mention these best ball guys, okay? And for those of you who don't know, best ball is the format where it's great. Because you just draft, and then that's it. You don't have to manage your team. You don't make any trades. You don't have any waivers. And all that happens is that the website, however you want, they automatically give you your ideal lineup for a week-to-week basis. And that is the key. You automatically get your ideal lineup. So what you need to do, generally speaking, is you talk about these high upside guys. Okay, so let me give you a couple guys at each position that I like as targets for this kind of format. We'll start with the quarterback. For the quarterback, I'm waiting still on those guys that we talked about before, but here are my two targets. Because remember, you get all their good games, and then their bad game, you just take the other quarterback. The two guys I like here that I would pair, and you can do it. I see my man Frank the Tank, uh, fantasy best friend forever, do this in a best ball league. He paired Ben Roethlisberger and Patty Mahomes. Right? And I like that. Here's why. Big Ben, we know about the home road splits, right? We know he's liable to put up 404 touchdowns in Pittsburgh. So you get those eight home games when Big Ben is a top six quarterback, let's say, right? I like that for my best ball team. The other thing, I'll combine it with someone like Patty Mahomes, who we've already said there's going to be incredible peaks, but there'll be some valleys as well. I just hope those valleys are on weeks where Pittsburgh is at home. Those are two guys that I would like to pair in best ball formats at quarterback. You know what the big guys are going to do, the top of the food chain, right? But I like waiting and getting Big Ben on the strength of those home games and Patty Mahomes on the strength of some of the big plays that I think he's going to make. Remember, I told you, they're going to be chasing points a lot also because of that Kansas City pass defense. So Big Ben and Patty Mahomes are two guys I would be very interested in um, in best ball formats. In running, at the running back position, here is where I'll take a chance with the New England Patriots running back, right? Because you never know. I'm trying to figure it out and start the right Patriots running back on a week-to-week basis is going to be a problem. But if you automatically get the ideal lineup, then I'm okay with a guy like Sonny Michelle or a Rex Burkhead or even a James White as one of the backs on my team because I'll just get it when he's Belichick's choice, right? And this is aside from you're not drafting these guys ahead of 
you know, Devontae Freeman or Kareem Hunt. I'm just giving you targets for later on. Obviously, you're still taking, you know, your big studs. You still want Leonard Fournette. You still want Alvin Kamara, these sorts of guys, okay? Um, but that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm leaning towards, say, a Patriots running back as well. I'd be happy to take that. And I'd also, I'd be okay with taking someone who has explosive potential that is also an injury risk, a guy like Dalvin Cook, let's say. At wide receiver... At wide receiver, two things I'll say. Similar theories, right? Give me, like I said, with the Patriots running backs, I'm okay with that in in best ball. I'm okay with some of these fantasy herd teams and their wide receivers. Give me the Rams wideouts. I'll take me Robert Woods, and I'll love the week that he goes seven catches for 143 yards and two touchdowns. The week when it's Cooper Cup instead, fine. But I'll take the four weeks that it's Woods that pops off or that it's Cup. So I like these fantasy herd wideouts. I like the Rams wideouts there. I'll like a guy like Kenny Galladay. Because when he pops off, it would be, it would be so nice, Galladay. So he's a guy that I'm okay. I like these herd wide receivers. And then there's these guys who take the top off the defense. Give me the Will Fullers, the Deshaun Jacksons, the Mike Wallaces, the Tyreek Hills, right? Because I'm looking for that week where they ha- it happens twice. Deshaun Jackson is the prototypical guy that people talk about all the time. Will Fuller, right? Some weeks he's going to go three for, 20, three for 33. That ain't going to help me. But that week when he has three catches, two of them 50-plus yard touchdown passes, That's the kind of guy I like as a target later on in best ball formats. For tight ends, the one thing I'll add to this is uh, I'm okay with some of those injury guys. Reed, Eifert, I'll take a chance on them because I'm backing them up with someone more stable anyway, right? So if they pop, I get that. That's a little bit of insight, some of the best ball stuff that we're talking about. Now what I want to do is I want to transition. We put the fun in functional sports content. I want to talk to my man, Danny Otto. Danny, can we get you? When Danny's getting to join us right now, one last question that's in the chat room. We got Rene Rosario asking me about Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins. I'm all over D-Hop. I'm on D-Hop, the D-Hop apotamus. He's my number two wide receiver behind only Antonio Brown. Michael Thomas is great, too. I'll take Michael Thomas early second round. I'll take Michael Thomas as my, you know, five, sixth, seventh wide receiver overall. But D-Hop for me is number two. So I like D-Hop. One last question, Danny, before we get to you. Chami Nguan asks, what do I think of Chubb? Uh, If that's Nick Chubb, I'm a little bit more, I think Carlos Hyde is showing up. Oh, at the end of the season, we may get more burn from Nick Chubb. But I kind of think as long as Carlos Hyde stays healthy, he'll be the lead part of that share. Hey, Danny, let's do something here. Let's real quick. Uh, before I bring you in, let's play this trap game, Maestros. Let's play Young Cause and the effect. Okay, here's what I want to do. We got them Saints running backs, right? Because they really killed it, Ingram and Kamara. Let's play a little bit of Young Cause and the effect, their remix from last year. When that's happening, I'll check the chat room for some more uh, questions to try to answer those. And then we'll close out, have a little bit of fun, you and me, Danny. All right, let's do that. So let's start. It is Run It coming off that song. You need to cut it. Talking about Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. This is Young cause and the effect a little bit from last year. Uh, let's check this out. I'll check out the chat room and you know, dilly dilly to everybody. All right, let's check that out now. Went up to Buffalo and rolled the Bills who were on long rest 47 to 10. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Ingram with three touchdowns, 131 yards rushing. Kamara, 106 on the ground, another 32 via the air. He gets in the end zone as well. 
Whoa, we've got the Trap Game Maestros on the beat with a fresh slammer. Run it, bow, run it, run it, run it, run it, bow, run it, run it, run it, Kamara, way too hot, they need to run it. Mark Ingram, way too strong, they need to run it. Run it, bow, run it, run it, run it, run it, bow, run it, run it, run it, that backfield way too hot, they need to run it. That O-line way too strong, they need to run it. Alright, we can cut it off a little Russian bit, Danny. TV's on the regular. Regular. I've been in the picture like camera. Hey, Peterson, sorry, not sorry. My bad. Camera action. We can rock. cut that off a little bit now. And the screen's on the side. Sight. Go off for 20, he just might. Thank you. Big shout out, as always, to Young uh, Young Cos Trap Game Maestros. My man Lance Davis telling everybody, pound the like button. Y'all are doing it. Right now, Chami Nguan, you had a question about Deshaun Jackson. He's available on your wi- waiver wire. Listen. What I was just talking about was for best ball formats, okay? Deshaun Jackson should be available in your, in your uh, waivers, and you should not dra- uh, drop either one of those guys. Chris Thompson, I like, especially in PPR formats, okay? So, no, you do not draft that, uh, drop him for that. Hey, Jamie Nguan is also saying, hey, um, the beat's hot. Yeah, so what did you think, Danny? You thought the beat's hot? You like that also? Like uh, Chami over here? Hey. I do. I agree. I like it. All right. Well, so that's Southern stuff, you know, so I thought it was good that we talked about the Saints running backs. Hey, Danny, I got something for you. I know you were talking about uh, back to school and a previous popping off. Yeah. And, you know, at first, sometimes in the summer, I'm like, oh, man, they're really doing back to school sales or back to school, school clothes and supplies. I saw something today that takes that, like, to the extreme, Danny. Um, and it was, like, trending on Twitter. I saw a hashtag trending on Twitter, and I was like, what's this? It's still August. You know what the hashtag was, Danny? Well, I know. I don't want to ruin the... the All right, the hashtag was <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Are you effing kidding me? It's 90-some-odd degrees in New York City today, right? Um, like, for me, I think, like, fall. I think October. I think Halloween. I think Thanksgiving. That's when I need my pumpkin spice lattes. Not when there's literally a heat advisory out here in New York and I'm sweating through my clothes. Danny, a little early for you? Oh, absolutely. I can't even think of anything warm right now. Yeah. Like, I want no part of it. I went, I yeah. went past uh, soup and, uh, what was that, uh, like Hale and Hardy soups today, thinking about lunch, and I was like, nah, chill. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't deal with that no, right no, now. No, no. But pumpkin spice latte is back. I think it's Fugazi. Give me the corner deli and, and their iced coffee for like $2 instead of 5 or $6 for a pumpkin spice latte, okay? I can put a little cinnamon in it if I need to, but I thought that was a little bit crazy, Danny. I got to tell you about that. All right. Big props to everybody. Hit me up on Patreon if you want guaranteed responses, okay? Because I'm not on the Sunday shows anymore because I'm doing every morning nine to, uh, 7 to 9 a.m. and Tuesday and Thursday here for the Fantasy Freestyle. So the best way to catch me, Tuesday and Thursday, live in the chat room, on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, or sign up, subscribe to me on Patreon. You could always hit me bright and early in the morning if you want. You know, rate, review, subscribe. This way, as you're going to work, you could already get the Spittin' Statistician. I do 7 a.m. with the King, Scott Engel, 8 a.m. with my man, Pipes Blewett. But it is a special week for you, Danny, and for popping off, right? What do we got going on this week, popping off? I mean, this week's going to be a pretty big episode. We're, we're doing a two-hour-long episode extravaganza. Uh, I, I heard a rumor, I'm not sure if it's actually happening, that, that Dane might be coming in. The spitting statistician is confirmed for popping off this week. 
Heard it here first. Confirmed. You hear that strong style? <laughs> you hear that strong style? Yeah, popping off. Featuring the spitting statistician. Uh, apparently, you like pumpkin spice latte, also strong style. I don't know about oh, that. Um, so what are we going to be talking about, Danny? Uh, well, I, I saw a really cool list that I kind of wanted us to react to. Okay. It's the uh, 10 best and worst movies of the 2000s. Nice. And I know we're going to disagree on some of the stuff. Oh, I definitely have some opinions. It's Yeah, I mean, it's based on Rotten Tomatoes scores. From, uh, from these movies and stuff like but that. Can you really trust that? How do you trust that, you know? I don't know. All right. But. So that's going to be fun. Yes, I can confirm that I'm going to be uh, stopping by, popping off for sure. Because we're celebrating, right, Danny? We are Celebrate! <laughs> so we're- I'm excited that Bodega Cat, your homeboy Pete out there as well. Even maybe the manimal Chris Bavona, right? Uh, yeah, Chris is definitely going to take uh, a couple minutes. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Last thing I want to mention here, uh, Danny... Um, dilly dilly to you, dilly dilly to the entire cipher as always. What I want to say is remember tonight also you're going to see some hard knocks, right? So remember on the last episode, you know, we saw, I told you, we saw Tyrod studying film when Baker Mayfield was posing with Tigers. We saw the offensive line coach talking about, um, what animals you need to represent. Danny, have you thought any more about the animal football team? Remember, we had like rhinos as offensive linemen. You know, had, like, I re- what I really like as linebackers. Yeah, what I really liked the idea was having like a polar bear. I don't know why. Ooh. Just I Yo, feel like he'd be angry. Can I ask you about this? Yo, maybe we could talk about this. Pop it off. Maybe I could say ask Bodega Cat this. Um, one of my boys. Yo, shout out, shout out to Joey T. You know what it is, Joey. Um, big shout out to him. He uh, used to use this as his like come on line at the bar. Okay, so I want to get your reaction to this. He'd walk up to someone. All right. And he'd be like, hey, you know how much a polar bear weighs? I know what this is. You know what this is? I know what it is. And the, the person, the man or the woman, whatever, would usually be like, uh, no, because it's kind of random, right? And then my boy Joe would always respond with, enough to break the ice, and then like go <laughs> shake, his, shake, yeah. uh, shake the person's hand, you know, and get into the conversation that way. What do you think about that, Danny? It's a cheesy good- or like less cheesy than most? Hey, I, I mean... Sometimes cheesy works. Sometimes cheesy does it, it, work. You can say anything. If you're the right person and you come in with the right attitude, you could say anything. I like that. Works. Danny, I'm sensing a popping off poll question. Does yeah. cheesy sometimes work? Yeah, I, I think that's a great poll cl- question <laughs> I for think tomorrow. we should do that. Well, Danny, Definitely. listen, I'm going to be very excited to do my Cario appearance um, on popping off for sure. Um, and I'll be back here on t- on Thursday for Fantasy Freestyle. Remember, I'm only going Tuesday, Thursdays now in the evening because I am five mornings a week, 7 to 8 a.m. with Scott Angle, 8 to 9 a.m. with Mike Blewett as well. But big shout out and thanks as always to the Stats Over Beat Cypher that is always supporting. Last check right now, we got 44% of you saying Keelan Cole is the Jaguars wide receiver to target. I kind of like Dante Moncrief. I think it's a little bit of a boost for Austin Safarian Jenkins. But then again, why are we investing in the Jaguars passing game anyway? Last I checked, Bortle service was still under center for them. All right, defensive diamonds and uh, fugazis, draft reviews, week four previews, all that on the next edition of Fantasy Freestyle on third day. You know what it is. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Come holler at me. Dilly dilly, guys. I'm out. Does your 